I got a Light Phone 2. Mike, what do you want to know? How long have you had it for at this point? About a week. A little, okay. little less than a week. Okay. Can you show it to us a little closer here? Yeah. I want to I wanna see this thing. My camera's not going to focus, but oh, this wow. is the Light Phone. It's very small. Here, yeah, it's a lot smaller than I expected. my iPhone in comparison. And this right. is like the mini iPhone. I mean, this is the tiny one. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's very small. Okay, I think I have a lot of questions, but Fire first away. off, just describe what it is, and because it it there's there's not okay. much there, right? Basically, it is a tiny baby Kindle phone, and it has here. I'll, I can read out read off what is on the phone. Okay. Phone alarm or phone texts alarm calculator calendar uh, directions or gps music notes both voice and text podcasts and settings you get podcasts interesting yeah and uh yeah you can you can download pretty much any podcast that you want and are you able to install anything else nope that's it so that's it Okay, so this yeah. is this is a phone that's designed to be very close to the old, you know, Motorola Razor or the brick yep. phone this that is... could do not much besides phone and text. Yes, the cool kids call it a dumb phone because right. it's not okay. smart. Uh, yeah, it is. Okay. It is simple. I have wanted a dumb phone for years now i got i have i really i've or really i've been very curious about them i've kind of they started becoming a trend a few years ago although i've never seen one seen anyone using one i've just right. seen it online and so i started looking at them and they all look like early 2000s phones with you know their flip phone razor style or whatever they have these clunky buttons on them and they just mm -hmm. look like i don't want to torture myself I just want to relieve myself from some of the, the bad things of the smartphone. Right. But then this thing came out, or I I saw it maybe a year ago or something, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But it only had like three things on it. It it didn't have a whole lot on it, so I I didn't get it. But then Lightphone 2, which is what this is, came out, I guess, and it's got a pretty good amount of stuff on there. It's enough to where I don't think people will be crawling back to their smartphone right away. It's, it's got your basic utilities on there. So it's a little bit more uh, realistic as a replacement, not just a, hey guys, look right. what I got type of phone. Right. It's, yeah. Okay, so you're, you're a week into this, right? Correct. I'm going to go ahead and say that I am very skeptical because the number of people I know that don't actively use a smartphone is currently one, and that is you, and you've only been doing it for a week. So it's going to take a little bit of selling for me to really believe it. In fact, I, I know quite a few people, or I've met quite a few people, who have will brag about how long they went without using a smartphone. Like, oh yeah, I didn't have a phone for years. But it was always past tense. 
they always have one now. You know, like, oh yeah, I ended up getting one a couple okay. years ago. Right? So there's yeah, just... Yeah. And, uh, well, we we can kind of drill into this, but my feeling is that as pure and wholesome and enlightening as that experience probably is, I think what typically happens is that something, something comes along where you you just kind of really need the features of a smartphone. And you you have to sort of make that jump. You got to switch your SIM card. You, whatever, somehow have to wind up using the smartphone. And then you just kind of never go back. Or maybe you make it through that process a couple times, but eventually you've just landed on, on the smartphone. How do you... Any more skepticisms? Get it all out now. I want to hear all the negativity. Well, I'm not trying to be negative. Well, I'm, I, I'm, okay, let me, so I ordered the smartphone and it was supposed to come in on a Saturday or something, but it did You said, you said was, smartphone, but you meant light phone. This is not, okay. okay. I already <laughs> switched. Yeah. 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 Five minutes. Uh, okay. I ordered the light phone and it was supposed to come in on like a Saturday or something, but it didn't. It was four or five days late. Everyone joked it's because the GPS on the phone is so bad that it couldn't okay. find its way to me, but That's whatever. Hard. It was about four or five days late, and at first, I was annoyed. I was angry that I didn't get my cool new phone. I really wanted it, but I didn't have it. So I'm still using my smartphone when this is not coming in. So, But I was so excited and so mentally ready to make this jump. So I decided to take my smartphone and try to get it as close as I possibly could to a light phone. So I deleted everything. I deleted email. I deleted Discord, Instagram, YouTube. Every, every single thing that you refresh and delivers you something new, yeah. I got rid of it. Which, okay, who cares? Everyone's done that. I've done that before. But they always come flooding back, right? But because I was waiting for this light phone, I, I was very strict about about the phone. So for the most part, I turned my smartphone into an iPod with phone attached to it. Right. That's it. That was all it was. And so for that, those four days, I'm dealing with some of those withdrawals of, oh, I really want to check Discord, or I really want to check my email or whatever. Oh, I deleted Teams as well, which is what we use for work. That's a big deal. I, I can't check for work constantly. Mm-hmm. So I go through these four days dealing with some of the uh i don't know the the withdrawals of wanting to check this stuff whatever who cares about that um initially i was thinking okay when i get my light phone i'm going to have to lock my smartphone in a box or something and and transfer everything that i do on my phone to my computer like you know all the basic stuff work stuff whatever is already on my computer but all the things like banking and insurance and all the little things you have apps for right? I'm thinking, oh God, I'm going to have to go through my whole phone, transfer it all over my computer. It's going to take forever. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do that. It did not spark joy. I was not looking forward to that part of it. Yeah. But then through these four days, it hit me. Oh, I've already turned my phone into something that sparks joy, which I thought wasn't really possible. So I deleted all this stuff. And then my phone's just a simple thing that only has good things on it. And the reason why I couldn't just stick with that is because I know eventually I would slip back 
into right. downloading all of those things, you know, one thing at a time, eventually I'd be right back to where I was, which is what has always happened in the past. So I didn't cancel my light phone order. I let it arrive. It arrives. I grab the light phone and I begin to use it. The first hour or so of me using it, I hated it because it's stupid. The button is on top, like the on button is on top. And then there's this menu button on the side. There's, you know, that's crazy. Whereas my iPhone is just the button on the side. It, it just took some getting used to. The menu yep. is way different than your smartphone. They call it a smartphone for a reason because they've put a lot of thought into that and it is very smart and knows exactly what you want and, and it knows how to get you what you want immediately. Right. The light phone is just like this laid back, chill dude that's just, hey man, <laughs> I don't know where that's at. Why don't you just calm down? We'll find it later together. Uh, that's the general vibe from this phone. So the first hour or two of dealing with it, I was just kind of angry at it and kind of hated it. Um, let's see, where do we go next? Okay, so, so my thinking changed from I'm going to totally ditch the smartphone to wait a minute, let me totally redo my iPhone, then keep it in a safe place in my room, and then when I need it, I will just use it. That, that's it. Right. That's all. But for my phone and for general everyday use, my light phone will, will be the, the thing. So that was my thinking yeah. once I got it is, okay, I don't actually have to go through all that trouble of transferring things to the computer or whatever. I'll just keep the iPhone. It's got an amazing camera on it. It's got all kinds of great things that I love to use. And I've just edited it down to get rid of all of the bad stuff. So I leave that you know, at home or whatever, and I just take my light phone. Um, and by the time I got it, I'm totally fine. Like, it's totally fine. I'm not worried about checking work stuff, because if I really need to check it, I'll check it in the morning before I drive to work on my computer, and I'll check it when I get to work on my computer. There's no real reason for me to check anything when I'm driving or when I'm right. out to lunch or whatever. So really, it was way easier than I thought it would be. Um, so that was my general impression, like right away. Do you have any questions? Uh, so you're saying that your very initial reaction was that it was clunky and you it didn't feel good and you hated it, but then within a day or so, you, you got used like to it? Within like two hours. Within okay. an hour or two, I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. Because okay. you get used to the buttons yeah. and everything yeah yeah well and, and you're saying that a lot of the stuff you thought you needed to do turned out you really didn't need to do it like oh i don't really need to be checking work messages on the drive to work that's funny because i relate to that very much and if you really reflect and kind of realize that oh this actually isn't a need i just have a compulsion to do it that feels a lot like addictive behavior right yep these so, sort of irrational urges to use something when you yes. objectively don't need to. Absolutely. And let me just say up front that I'm not trying to convince anyone to get a light phone or not get a light phone. I don't care what you do. That's the preface to this story. So I take it to work, right? We totally care what people do. We, we I, care about no, everyone. I want and we people. Want... <laughs> yes. I want people to live their best life. Okay. Yes. 
but okay, it, it'll make sense once I tell this story. But right, this right, is right. in the spirit of all the reasons not to get a dumb phone or light phone or whatever, right? Because yeah. you can immediately think of tons. Uh, so I go to work and I got my fun little new gadget. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone else who has this. Okay, Maybe it's popular in other areas. I don't know anyone. I've so never witnessed work. one in real life. Either. Yeah. So I was under the impression that it wasn't that weird. I was wrong. I was very wrong. <laughs> so I showed a, you know, a couple of my close friends, you know, whatever. And, and some of them knew I was getting it and they wanted to see it and made fun of me or whatever. But it, it was fine. And then I showed a couple of other people and they were like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Like, I'm kind of jealous. That, that would be fun to just do that. But I can't do it because of this, 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 and this, yeah. whatever. I'm like, oh, I'm not trying to convince you otherwise. So that's fine. Like, you know, but they seemed mildly, you know, sort of, oh, that's that's a cool thing. Never thought about that, whatever. But then I walk over to the other side of the office and I start talking to one of my other friends. I pull it out and I just show it to him. He didn't know I was getting this or what it was or anything. I'm like, hey, look at this. It's my new phone. And he's like, what the hell is that thing? That's the dumbest, stupidest shit I've ever seen. That's so dumb. That's so stupid. Why in the world would you do that? And then everyone around him and everyone over there started you know crowding around me and like god that's so stupid how much money did you did you spend on that piece of shit oh my god that's so stupid and they just went on and on about how i made this massive like major life mistake that i am doing something just ridiculously stupid and and heinous they were they were legitimately pissed off at me for mm-hmm. owning this thing, why would I spend three hundred dollars on on a on a dumb phone or a phone that is not as smart as theirs? And they just they just went off on me, and it was it totally took me by surprise. I was not expecting that type of reaction. Uh, I didn't think people could get so upset about something like that. It was actually pretty shocking. Um, I felt a little afraid in that in those moments um and i'm thinking it's it's a phone like who cares but these people were legitimately pissed off so they keep asking me you know it's not like they're about to fight me but they're like kind of angry at this idea like i'm trying to push this on them or something again i don't care what you do uh but i'm so i'm kind of desperately trying to describe why I'm doing this, you know, in between their remarks that keep coming at me. And I'm kind of fumbling because I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I feel like, you know, I spend too much time on my phone. And they say, well, why don't you just use it less, idiot? So I'm like, well, you know, I've, I've tried that, but I always seem to come back to the phone. They're like, well, just delete stuff that you don't use. Well, I did that too. And they're like, well, why don't you just like, you know, whatever. They had a, a ton of different reasons as to why I should not get something like this. They're like, you know, what if you need to take a picture? Like, I guess I won't take a picture. (laughs) Or if I know I'm going somewhere that I want to take a picture, I'll just bring my smartphone. Like, I can swap out these SIM cards within 30 seconds. It's really easy, guys. Um, But I'm trying to describe, you know, why I want this. And it it was not easy to describe. And no one seemed to relate in any way, shape, or form, uh, which made me feel like kind of a weirdo um, 
you know, I talk to you, you think about this stuff. A lot of the people that listen to us think about this kind of thing where you're sort of trying to escape this phone, this black hole that sucks up your, your, your whole yeah. life. But you go out into the real world and people have never even considered that type of thinking. And I guess over the last year or two, I've just sort of developed this idea that other people feel like me. They do not. Most people, I'm not saying everyone, but a lot of the people I talk to do not, have never considered giving up a phone or viewed it as a bad thing. So one of the things I said was, you know, as I'm fumbling trying to describe, you know, why I got this phone, I'm like, take out your phone, check your screen time. He's like, oh, okay, whatever. So he checks the screen time and it's like four hours. So everybody else starts checking their screen time. Same thing, two, three, four, five, six hours. And I'm like, there you go. That's the reason why I want one of these, because I want that time back. And I don't know. They just kept laughing at me. We, we can move past that. But it was just sort of shocking to me, that sort of reaction. And I, I think what I sort of came to is that, okay, maybe this is similar to when, you know, you're eating with a group of friends and one of them pulls out a salad and says they're going to eat healthy or whatever. Everyone else immediately starts to get them to eat bad, you know, either as a joke or aggressively or whatever. They, they view that person sort of as a threat. I don't know if that's what's going on, but I, I just want to say it was, it really kind of threw me off and was sort of this wake up call of you are absolutely the minority here. Like there's, there's just no doubt about it. Like, so I do not expect everyone to be carrying these around with them anytime soon um yeah any questions <laughs> okay well i i think you've i mean anybody who has listened to us understands i think where we're coming from at least on the why we have a big problem with the status quo using a phone uh, I think you're exactly right. Actually, the thing I was thinking about was almost exactly the same example you just gave, which is when you're eating with a group of people and somebody mentions that they're vegan. All, the initial reaction, unless you, unless people are a little bit more practiced at this, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people are like, well, I eat, I want 10 pounds of steak. That's, you know, I love meat. Meat's great. They just suddenly they need to say how much they love meat, which is a weird reaction and kind of rude. But I think what's happening is that there, if somebody says, I don't eat animal products because I'm concerned about the ethics of it, then there's no, it doesn't matter how they say it. There is this implication that I think that eating meat is wrong or there's something about it that's wrong or I don't want to do it. And there's no way to say that without somebody else right. thinking, well, they think that this thing that I'm doing is wrong. And that's just, that's the reality of, of that. And there's no, there's no way around yeah. it. So you saying, I don't want to use a traditional phone. I think there's something wrong with it. I think there's something bad about it. I can kind of see why people would have that reaction of, I use my phone. You have a problem with me? Like whether that's rational or not. Right. It's besides the point, I think that there's just something something going on there. Right. And I did not in never yeah. would I have imagined this was something that I'd be dealing with when I got it. So and 
it's not just you know the the people that were especially uh, aggressive towards me it's also just all of my friends and everyone it, yeah. it's the you know i'm constantly being made fun of for doing this or you know it just all all the little things it, it's just constant backlash whether it's yeah. funny or serious or whatever i'm getting backlash everywhere um <laughs> well First off, I think your friends are kind of jerks. So well, let me say that. That is one reason why I like them. But the the people I, who were especially yeah. sort of aggressive towards me are and not that close to them. It was it, I, I, and okay. it, it wasn't that bad. I'm playing it up a little bit, but it still did really kind of shock me. Yeah. Um, well, especially when it's everybody. But also I, the, people don't usually react strongly to something they don't care about so yeah for somebody or for everybody to go oh my god what are you doing that's crazy you're insane and a moron you, you know you you must have hit some kind of nerve there if right. you had said i'm gonna wear a different color of shoes than you nobody would have even continued that conversation just who cares but to say I'm ditching the thing that everyone here uses for four hours a day, plus or minus a few, you know, they, you're you're getting at something that whether they've really thought it through or not, you know, that's that's a sensitive issue. So, I I I keep getting these questions of you know because it it comes up in conversation quite often and it's the yeah. first week so. People have been talking to me about it. Some yeah. people genuinely interested and think it's interesting mm -hmm. um, that, you know, for whatever reason. But I've gotten questions like, you know, well, one is, what if you need to take a picture? It's actually a pretty legitimate thing. Uh, one of my friends was like, well, you know, what happens if uh, you get into a car accident and you need to take pictures of the car, like for insurance reasons? Mm -hmm. And it kind of got me. I was like, that I would definitely need a camera for that. Yeah. And then I was thinking, you know, that is such, and, and a lot of the things that come up is are such uh, rare, unlikely circumstances that you use as an excuse not to better your life. So you sacrifice your, and I'm talking about me here, not trying to convince anyone, but I have been sacrificing my life experience on a daily basis, it has been greatly diminished because of very rare and unlikely events that might happen someday, maybe, right? So just to take that one example, I've been driving to Orlando uh, like every workday for six years in on some of the worst, highest uh, probability for death uh, highways uh, in the U.S., yeah. so every workday for hours, um, for six years, and I've gotten into one accident, and it was a fender bender, and I didn't need to take any pictures. And I would like to think if it was bad enough, the cops would be there, and they would be able to take pictures. Um, so there's that, that one, like, very rare occurrence that might happen that you would use as an excuse not to get it. Not an excuse, just a reason to tell yourself not yeah. to get it. 
again, not trying to convince anyone to get it. I'm just saying, if you, if you ever considered something like this and you come up with all these reasons of, mm-hmm. well, no, I have, to, I have to stay in touch with work, whatever. Well, look at me. Okay, Michael, would, how would you rate me on a scale of normalness in life situation, right? <laughs> I'm married, I have a house, and I work a nine-to-five job. You don't get much normal than that. So sure. I can't be much different than everybody else out there in terms of what I need from a phone, right? I Yeah, I think that that's a compelling argument. Now, yes, I'm an artist, so that, in, you know, right off the bat makes me a little weird, but... I am working in an office and have to do the same things that everybody else does. So in terms of normalness, I'm not that different. So my situation is not that weird. So for other people in a similar situation, it would also not be that weird. So all of the, the, if you really wanted to do something like this, the things that will pop up in your head are, oh, I have to stay connected at work. I need to be able to check this, 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 or whatever. Or what if I want to take a picture? What if I want to do this or whatever? A lot of those reasons I had myself, but I've actually found haven't shown up at all. Now, again, only been a week and I have not ditched the smartphone into the trash. Like it's Mm -hmm. in my room. I can use it whenever I want. I've used it for Spotify when I was painting earlier. I've used it. ah, That's pretty much it. (laughs) Uh, I've pretty much just used it for Spotify. Um, Yeah, like it's still there. And on days where I know, like, I'll be... See, because the, the GPS kind of sucks. Like, it it really sucks. <laughs> it just, like, flashes because the refresh rate is so low. It just sort of... It flashes and it has a hard time finding your current location, which is really important when you're trying to get somewhere. They need to know, <laughs> you know, where you're coming from. Uh, so the GPS totally sucks. So... And that is something I rely so heavily on for the phone. Uh, so I think... what I'll probably do is if I know I'm going somewhere that I'm going to need the GPS, I will take my phone. If that doesn't really work, I'll just get a GPS for the car. Um, Yeah. That's what I'm thinking so far. But but really overall, I haven't run into much of anything where I'm, Oh, my life was ruined because I don't have my smartphone. Like I I went to a restaurant the other day. They only had the little table uh, QR code. I was like, you know, everybody else is pulling out their phones and ordering. I'm like, hey, I don't have a smartphone. Is you know, what can we do? He's like, oh yeah, sure, I'll bring you a real menu. That was it. You know, it was fine. Right. He seemed a little <laughs> scared and like he's never he had never done it before, but it was fine. I survived. Um, so I just I guess I'm saying if if anyone has considered doing something like this before, they think it would greatly improve their life. Um, but you keep hearing all of these reasons, either mentioned by others or yourself. I can say, at least for the one week that I've been using it, I haven't really run into much of anything because I can do it all on my computer when I'm home and then I can do it all on my computer when I'm at work. Like it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. hasn't been a big deal for me yet. So I I think that is really an excellent point, what you're saying there. I Because I'm very much in that camp. I don't want to buy a light phone. I ha- I'm you're the vegan and I'm gonna talk about how much I like to Go eat for it. here right again I don't I don't care <laughs> I don't care I don't yeah. care if you want one or don't want one well I want uh 
a, a few weeks ago, I had, I, I think maybe the difference here is that I have a very different philosophy on this problem. I We both agree on the problem, really 100%, or very close to 100%. A phone or any any electronic device that has unfettered access to the world's information is a problem. The phone is an especially a problem because it is with you all the time. And we've been over this a million times, but it, it allows you to pursue every little impulse and need for distraction you ever have. It's, it's a huge problem. I, I'm shocked that this turned out to be problem number one. We we started this podcast on this premise of, hey, let's figure out how to be better at life and everything and how to, you know, we're just trying to, trying to improve things. Issue number one turned out to be the phone. So we agree on the problem 100%. But I keep thinking about my, uh, my struggles on the desktop. At, at my computer, because I work at a computer all day long. And I even spend a lot of time on a computer to play games and things like that. So it's it's this huge chunk of my day where I'm at a computer, more so than most people. And so I would, you know, I could put the phone away, but that's irrelevant because I'm right in front of the computer and that's an even more accessible way of getting at all this stuff. And I really took a hard look at this and put in some real effort uh, a month ago, six weeks ago, whatever, trying to think, what is it about this that is such a problem? And we talked through that at length, so I won't go over it all again, but I, I made the realization that unless my entire life is radically different, completely different career field, completely different set of hobbies, completely different all kinds of things, then I have to use a computer. There's really just no way around it. So the the nuclear option of just no computer is not realistic. So I'm thinking, okay, how do I live with this? How do I make this not so terrible feeling where I just feel like my brain is being pulled in a million different directions every time I sit down here? So I, I put together this system, and again, we talked about this, so I won't go over it in super detail, but I really tried to think about what is it that makes this so bad. And there were a few fundamental things. You know, one was how easy it was to get into these distracting things. There's just very, very little friction to opening a new tab in a browser and going somewhere that has some kind of endless refreshing feed, YouTube, Hacker News, reddit whatever um so that there was very little friction there there was this uh i, I don't even know what to call this but the, the space that you're able to operate within on a computer is vast you can have so many browser tabs so many windows so many different workspaces and everything that you're never having to really stop doing something you don't have to close down your program and get rid of all that and save your work and shut it off and then bring up something else. You can always just sort of divert into a new thing, a new tab, a new workspace, a new window, a new this or that. And so in the, the 
it's designed to just grow and accommodate all of that as easily as it can. So that was another fundamental problem. And then the third, which is related, is kind of what I was just describing, where you never have to leave what you're doing. You you never have to make that contextual change from okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut everything down and go be distracted. You just sort of jump over there. And so those three fundamental things were what I was really trying to think about. And so I put a lot of work into trying to design an environment for myself that attempted to address those things. And if I were on Mac OS, I could not have done this. If I were on Windows, could not have done this. Well, I won't say couldn't have, but I think it would be difficult. I would love it, love it so much if other people out there made an effort to try and tackle this on some of those operating systems to at least see where they get. Um, but I'm on Linux and not even just that, but I use a pretty out there version of Linux where the desktop is very non-traditional and extremely customizable. You know, I use a tiling window manager, which is, it's like, you know, a, a niche inside of a niche. But because I'm in that situation, I'm able to craft this very unique, uh, very controlled and designed by me environment that attempts to solve all these problems. So, and just to describe it very briefly, when I work, I only have one screen. Like the, the two-dimensional surface that I see, that's all that I have. And if a program is open, it must occupy space on that screen. And there isn't even a depth component to the screen. So it's not like you can have a bunch of windows and they're all sort of stacked on each other or they can be minimized. Like there's no such thing as minimizing. There's no such thing as stacking. If something is running, it has to occupy space on the screen. And because I only have one screen, it runs out of space very fast. So what that means is that if I'm working on some coding and I want to open a browser, that has to split my screen in half. So, okay, my code is here, the browser is here. And that's fine, I can operate that way. But if I want to do a third thing, then suddenly it has to intrude on the screen even more. So I have this tiny little rectangle that I'm like peering at trying to see. And if to add anything else, it gets even worse. And so very quickly you realize I have to close down the project I'm working on if I want to pay attention to this other thing. And so it forces you to limit your distractions that way. And the browser doesn't have tabs. It can only open things in a new window. So any new thing you open, it has to occupy space. So you're forced to kind of evaluate whether or not it's worth having this open and whether I really do want to close down the project I'm working on to look at Reddit which forces a choice. Whereas prior to that, there is no choice. You just kind of do it absentmindedly and it doesn't interfere with anything. Um, there's also, a, I've kind of put friction in the way of opening the browser, making that a bit more difficult and try to eliminate friction for things that I think are good, like opening notes and documentation and stuff like that. Like that stuff happens at a keystroke where I can, I can write journal entries, I can put together a to-do list and that's very fluid, very fast, but the browser has a lot of friction in it. Anyway, okay, so I know I'm getting so into... why does this equal you don't want a light phone? Okay, so the reason why this equals I don't want a light phone is that I have tried blocking the browser. Even, even let's just take something really simple. On a desktop, I've tried no Reddit. Reddit is a problem site for me. 
It's, it's just somewhere where I can very easily get distracted. I have habits that have formed around this site. So forget everything else. I'll just put some piece of software that says block Reddit. Well, that works for a little while, but eventually there will be some scenario that comes up where I'm trying to solve a problem and the answer is on Reddit. I can see the search result in Google. It has a preview like, hey, this person experiencing the exact same problem that I am this very obscure thing that I've been working at for hours and there's a Reddit post and I need to read it. Like realistically, I need to read that. I can't, I can't waste hours of my time knowing the information is right there. I can't tell my employer that I decided to waste hours of time trying to come up with a solution that was right there that someone else has already invested those hours and found an answer for. So I have to unblock Reddit and now Reddit is unblocked and we're kind of just back to where we started. So the problem is that I haven't found it to be very realistic to kind of take the nuclear option where I'm not going to have a browser. I'm going to uninstall Chrome and Firefox or, or even that I'm going to block sites because even though it works for a while, eventually I wind up coming back to that. And so my thinking was, okay, rather than just try and drop it entirely, I want to think really hard about why these things become problematic and i want to create an environment that as much as possible tries to eliminate those reasons for them becoming problematic where i can use it if i need it but there's all these things in place that try and prevent that from being habit forming and being distracting and causing all these issues that i keep running into and so I pursued that on the desktop. And the reason I was able to do it is because I happen to be using a desktop environment that is extremely powerful and extensible and allow gives me tons of control. And so I'm able to implement all these ideas that you couldn't or would struggle very much to implement somewhere else. So I've designed this environment. I've been using it for a while. And it's... I, I am so incredibly happy with how this has worked. It's not perfect. It doesn't solve every problem, but the difference is absolutely palpable. And so I think about the phone and just as an example, I, I, I think I even mentioned this last week. I deleted the browser off my phone and I'm thinking, awesome. I, I installed a text-based browser on the phone, which covers a lot of the, the use cases where I need to get some information, but I, re- I the browser is such a problematic application for me that the text-based browser can solve the problem even though it's kind of painful um, and it prevents me from having to reinstall the browser. So I'm thinking like, I think I got this figured out. I delete the browser, I've got the text-based browser and that's cool, I, it'll work. But the other day I was out somewhere and I needed to sign into my health insurance app. And I have a Kaiser as an insurer and one of their core company values that they were founded on is that they want to make sure that everything sucks for anyone who uses Kaiser at every opportunity. So their app is a piece of garbage, of course, and you can't sign in through like the, when you hit the sign in button, 
it opens a browser and makes you sign in through their website and then uses this OAuth thing to like give a token back to the app and so it signs in. So basically, if you don't have a browser, you can't sign into the app. But there was an urgent message that I'm not allowed to know the contents of until I can view the urgent message that needs my immediate attention through the app. And so I wound up having to reinstall a browser so that I could go through the app. And that was it. That was like, I needed to get in there. I needed to know what the hell they wanted to tell me, which of course turned out to be nothing. But I had to reinstall a browser to do that. And then I, I'm busy, so I go about doing whatever, but now there's a browser back on my phone. And sure enough, I'm sitting down for lunch by myself. I had pulled out my phone thinking, oh, I'm gonna check my messages and stuff. And there's a browser app right there. And without thinking too much, I opened it up and I'm back on the internet. And I actually uninstalled it right before we started the podcast because it occurred to me that we we're probably going to talk about it. And I felt guilty about the fact that I had reinstalled a browser. I know I've been down this weird sort of side channel here, but the problem is that one, this app is stupid and it you know requires a browser. But what I wish I could do I wish I could create something on my phone, like a rule or a, a script or something that every night at 2 a.m. it uninstalls the browser and it makes it really annoying to have to reinstall it. You know, it's going to take me a few minutes of typing in a complicated password and stuff to reinstall the browser. So I have the text browser. I can use that if I need it. But if I'm really in a situation where I need the browser, I can't sign in to my health insurance app because there's a message that might tell me I have cancer, then I can reinstall it. I can use it, but it always defaults back to being gone. And there's all kinds of things like that that I can think of that I've, I've implemented on the desktop because, again, it's a powerful environment where I can do that sort of stuff, but I can't do it on a phone. And my issue here is that the phone is so restricted and it's so designed to not give you control over it. You're really just at the mercy of the designers of these apps and the operating system that you're kind of just stuck having to live with whatever they've decided you have to live with. And so you've taken this, I call it the nuclear option, where you have I, a dumb phone now. I'll let you finish, but okay, go ahead and finish. <laughs> Well, that's it. I see a possible solution to this problem if you had enough power to implement it. If you could take this operating system and really design it in a way that goes in the opposite direction of what everything has so far, which is, hey, let's make things super easy for you and you're going to get hooked and addicted and all that. Like design all these systems to prevent that. And then I think you could have a world where you can have a phone that doesn't do this to you, or it yes, at the very least course. makes it much better. Yeah, that's what I want. That That's what I want. That's what I'm looking for. But they don't have that. That's what yeah. pisses me off. Why hasn't Apple released a, a phone that doesn't suck your life dry? Like, that's the solution that I'm looking for. And I think that until we get something like that, yeah. that merges both the the smartphone and this dumb phone once they're merged then i'll get that but in the meantime i have found yeah the solution for me i mean again only time will tell it's only been a week but i think that what i'm doing is exactly what you have done with your computer 
I've changed the environment. If I really need my phone, I still have my phone. I don't carry it on me, but it's there. If I need to bring it, then I'll bring it somewhere. If there's something about insurance where I have to have a phone app to use it, well, then I'll drive home, get my phone, and then I'll have it on the app. But to me, after living a week with this thing, after actually seeing my life without being sucked down this black hole of a phone, I don't ever want to go back, ever. Now, of course, only time will tell. Maybe next week I'll say, yeah, that was too hard, I'm back. But I haven't felt even an inkling of like, oh, I really want to go back. I have to be strong. It's been like, hell no, keep that shit away from me. Like, just let me be free. I feel like I walked out of prison. I don't want to go back. Like, I don't ever want to go back. Again, only time will tell. But in the last week, I feel like my energy levels have been 10 times what they were before. My ability to focus. I painted for like four or five hours today. I wrote. uh, I, I did a lot of writing today. I worked on editing my video. I woke up early. Like, I got it all done in one day. Like, I know it's cliche or whatever, but I'm telling you that little, the little challenge we did where we left our phone plugged in, that showed us what it was like to, to only use your phone occasionally during the day. Well, that was beginner stuff. Okay. That was cute. This is different. Like this is the, this is really what I wanted. This is exactly what I was looking for. And it was, it's not like I got the light phone and I threw my phone away and I'm never using technology again. That's what I thought I was going to do. I thought I was going to take the nuclear option because I thought that was the only way. But this was like, oh, this isn't nuclear at all. I just take this phone with me when I leave the house. That's it. When I get home, I have my other phone, but without all the trash on it, that's just on the computer. And the computer, now that it shuts off at 10.30 every night, or 10.35 or whatever time it is, it shuts off at a specific time. Like. I'm only around to use it occasionally. It's so controlled. Like I got home on that first day and I had not checked my email at all. I opened up my email and I had like 50 emails. Like I would have checked my phone for every single one of those and I would have opened them and I would have deleted them or read them or whatever. I would have dealt with that all throughout the day. But instead, I came home, opened up my computer, I had 50 emails, and I just delete, 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 delete. And I just deleted them all within, you know, 30 seconds, and then that was it. Whereas if it was on the phone, I would have spent like 10, 15 minutes doing that. And then you spread that across. Like, it's just... Yeah. If I bought you a light phone, would you try using it for a month? No. Okay. Well, uh, I'm not even, I'm not even preaching light phone, but what I am preaching is for, for those of us, and I know that's not everyone. In fact, it's a very small number of people, but for those of us who have something that they want to do, like me with painting and, and art and stuff, and you're constantly pulled away from that by this thing or by so many things, but the biggest one seems to be the phone. And even if you think, I thought that I was this advanced, like, non-user of the phone. I mean, really, we've worked hard at, at not using the phone. Right. I would consider myself an advanced non-phone user. But once I got rid of it, I realized that I was not that. Or, or maybe I was, but going from that to no phone or to this little baby Kindle thing, 
it's a world it's a yeah. complete world of difference um again, only time will tell <laughs> well, but here's my here's my big issue this is why i i'm gonna say even if you gave me a light phone too i wouldn't use it in that at its core i want to be able to use a phone to communicate if you said you only get one thing i'd say i want it to communicate and that's it and i i think that would be enough to cover the absolute minimum viable thing although probably maps would be a second right but i need to be it, able to it, it... <laughs> yeah and that seems like a bit of a hang-up also they could have a camera the thing costs 300 bucks that is kind of expensive they is could include a camera okay first off 300 My... bucks is not expensive that's it what i paid for all... this this is the Google Pixel 6a. It was $300. Did you get it used? No. Oh, all right. Well, the $300 price mark for me did not seem high. But it could everyone else camera. seems to think different. You're right. It could have a camera, and I don't think that would take away from the experience at all. Like, right. at all. Yeah, I would nobody be totally gets fine addicted to, well, yeah, people get addicted to TikTok. They don't get addicted to just taking No, but photos. they don't, they... The, the tiny little baby company that made this, they don't have the technology or the I know. I, the, the child labor to build a bunch of phones with cameras right. on them. You're so right. they're, it's like this one guy that just kind of makes it all. So yeah. and I should, I'm okay with giving him 300 bucks. Yes, you're totally you know? right. And it's insane that I would be critical of somebody trying to solve what we both agree is potentially the most important I don't, problem facing most of them. I don't think it's perfect either. To me, the perfect solution would be the smartphone rethought with the user in mind. Yeah. That's what I want. But again, until then, I have to make do with what we have, and I found a right. piece of yeah, hardware right. that, that seems right. to really get me there, or get me very close yes. to that. I know. I'm arguing that my fantasy phone is better than your real phone, and that's stupid. Duh, because... of course it is. I yeah. agree with you, but it's right. not out, so I can't I use know. it. Okay, but, okay, here is the the thing that prevents me from using the light phone. So I use a, I use two ways of communicating. Discord through d direct messages, and I use an app called Element which is based on the matrix protocol, which is sort of kind of like an open source version of discord. And that is how I communicate with a lot of people, um, you know, family members, my wife, everybody. And I do not use text messages and I don't want to use text messages. I actually really care a lot about the ideas behind matrix, this open source, not controlled by any particular company communication protocol. Like I actually, I've invested time, I've contributed code to them, I've talked with the founder, I love what they're doing. Um, and it's just, it's already ingrained where I just use that. So I don't text anyone. There's like two people that I ever exchange texts with and it's like every six months. So the if I switch to the phone, it just wouldn't work as a communication device. And that to me is like bare minimum. I would need to be able to use at minimum the matrix stuff and it would not like that wouldn't be hard you could do that i could i could write a matrix client to run on this thing but it doesn't sound like that's an option like i can't you know the, the whole design of the light phone is that you can't add anything else that it doesn't already have so it like part of me is a little bit frustrated in that it's almost what i want but it's not 
and I it just really doesn't quite cover it for me. And the GPS doesn't need to suck. It could have a camera. It could accommodate some of these other things, and you could wind up with something that's a much easier sell for a lot of people. You said a lot of people were well, like, "Oh, I, what happens I mean, if you get in a car wreck?" They, you know, they keep updating it, and they keep. Yeah, I mean, again, I got the light phone because it looked like the closest I, thing I to don't. what I was looking for. Like, I'm not here to preach light phone two to to the world, but right. you know, for. For their sake, I will say they are continuing to update it. Like it comes out with new stuff. Eventually, it might have a camera or whatever, but I don't think right. they have the production uh, for that, or they they don't have the yeah. ability to do that kind of thing right now. Right, right, right. So I'm, I'm sure like, they again. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying to criticize the light phone. I'm just. It feels like we're missing some kind of low hanging fruit. And I agree. I'm, I'm not frustrated at them. I'm just I'm frustrated at the world for I think missing the boat so many times. Like there's been this push to you, the screen time thing, you know, and, and being able to set screen time limits. That's fairly recent. There's been you know, Apple pushed for that. Android has pushed for that too. They've said, you know, we gotta we gotta help people. People are struggling with tech addiction and whatnot. So let's get out some features here that that help. And they're they're stupid. They suck. All they do is just make you feel bad about spending time on the phone. Then yeah, it's like a, the, what what, hey, is, what is the good of that? Yeah, yeah. Look how addicted you are. Is, right. is what it is. But they're just reminding you how much you should feel crappy about yourself. They are not getting at those fundamental issues, which they, these companies understand this so well. They build software that is designed to be addictive and they're really, really, really good at it. They have optimized the hell out of this stuff in order to increase the monthly active users, the amount of time that people spend on these sites they know how to do it and they know how to not do it they know how or what you would need to do to yeah. keep people from getting hooked on this stuff and i have actually uh some people in discord this week were talking about an app i've one one breath one second i can't remember the name of it um but the idea is, th and I don't know who developed this, but you can install it. And the idea is that anytime you open an app, I think it uses the assistive device APIs uh, of the phone where it opens on top of the app and covers it up. And it says, hey, take a breath or something. But the, the problem that I have run into with all of that kind of thing, because I had that on my YouTube and whatever is that you just disable it eventually. Right, exactly. And you go right back. The reason why I kind of like this light phone is because I cannot do that. And that even though that is definitely one of its weaknesses, oh, I can't have extra stuff, that right. is one of its biggest strengths, is that I can't download Discord. I can delete Discord from my phone, and I can have it on my phone. So it should be, theoretically, up to me. But if it's up to me, I will download it again, and I will check it constantly throughout the day. With the light phone, right. I can't do that. So that's a huge plus for me. Also but, a downside. Okay, you and I communicate over Discord, right? We use direct yes. messages. But I other. can use that in the browser at work as well. So like, I can... Right. But, okay, say you take a trip, or you're 
going to be somewhere else. And we I'd need to probably plan just take podcast my phone. stuff. Right. Yeah. Which is sort of going back to the smartphone. Yes. <laughs> I agree. There should be some, you know, amazing tech that takes all of this in mind. It's not amazing. It's... it's super simple. It just needs to default back to a good state. If you have... But let's it doesn't say, exist. Like, it doesn't but it exist could. right now. could. Everything is I there. I know. I agree. I am hoping... It kills me. ...that through me buying this light phone apparently the i mean the fact that it exists means there is some demand for it it there are people out there who want this kind of thing who are kind of fed up with the phones and want this kind of thing and my hope is that eventually the bigger companies decide to take a shot at that market i mean whatever greedy intention they use to get there whatever but yeah um you know it i would love a a better thing that defaults to being great but it just it's not there right now so i i have to work with what's available and what's available i know is this i know thing. but but what's available won't work for me and it won't That's work fair. for a lot of yeah. people and i have found that out recently and i'm angry about it well i'm but again i'm so on board i'm so on board and i can't tell you the difference that this new designed to not mess with my head desktop environment has made it's really been amazing and yeah. it lets me do all the stuff that i needed to do like it's just designed and this is just by me i bet if you got a lot of smart people who really thought about this they could come up with way better things and ways of designing this this is just my improvisational first take and it's still a massive difference because no one ever has even attempted this as far as i'm aware of trying to design a desktop environment that doesn't distract the hell out of you and fry your brain. You could do this on a phone. You could do it right now. Somebody. I, don't, I know our audience isn't gigantic, but man, if there's somebody out there who really thinks they have the, the, the mental bandwidth for this, make a fork of Lineage OS, which is an Android operating system that you can just install, and try and implement these very simple very fundamental things that we've just been talking about you know constraining the space that you can operate in and creating friction between you and the things that are distracting lowering friction between you and things that are good you know, defaulting things back to the optimal state automatically you could like that could be done it is simply a matter of effort and please i agree please somebody that do that but it's difficult because the reason why we love the smartphone is because of the ease in which you can get all the things that you want right away. Like, that's what makes it so amazing. It also sucks a lot. So what you're imagining is something that defaults to being really boring and not a smartphone. But then you're able... Okay, so what you're you're able to venture out like you can download discord and use it for a while but then it starts showing like after two days it starts becoming more resistant and then after three days it just <laughs> deletes it and then you have to go through enter your passcode re-download it again and it, to me it is <laughs> there's not that much to it i mean my setup 
for the browser on my desktop. There's not a whole lot that's different about it. One, there's no tabs. So if you open a window, that's your window and you can do what you want there, but you can't open tabs. If you want to see something else, it has to be a new window. And so that is constrained by the physical size of the screen. So it sounds silly, but what that does is it forces you to evaluate whether you need to open something new or not. If I have a tab or well, not a tab, but if I have a window open with some important article that I don't want to lose, I have to think, okay, I want to open something else. If I really do need this, then I'm going to copy the URL and put it in the notes and then it's saved and I can even say what it was. But often enough, I didn't really need to do that. It forces you to think. And so I can think about that, save it or not, and then go on to some other web page. It forces you to not just wander through this infinite fractal space of one thing leads to another, leads to another, and you, it never interferes with what you had before, right? It's a simple change, but it makes you do that, where it makes you evaluate, you know, I can only have so many pieces of paper on my desk. Simple thing we get in the physical world, don't get it in the digital world. I also have, whenever I open the browser, I have to put in a password. And it's kind of long and kind of annoying. It's, I really do need to use Firefox. I have to type that out and then it opens. No big deal. It only takes, you know, 10 seconds or less, but it forces me to have to pause and kind of think. I think, do I really need to open Firefox? If I don't, then maybe I just don't do it. It's, it's really, really simple stuff. Like create friction prevent you from just habitually flowing into this, this pattern. You know, that's, that's the whole thing. We talked about this so long ago, even. The slot machine. You know, a slot machine is designed in a very particular way. There's two fundamental parts to it. One is the ease at which you can use it. You don't have to swim across a river to pull a lever on a slot machine and then swim back to do it again. They aren't designed that way. You don't have to put in a bunch of money and sign in with a password and go through a whole bunch of menus and then you get one pull and then you have to do all that stuff again. They're designed to where you sit down and you just pull the lever. You take the simple, satisfying action. And on a phone, that's there's an equivalent in that you just press on an icon. You press on the Discord icon and you're met with a bunch of things. And I think Discord is one of the best things out there in terms of its abusiveness. I mean, like, it's not, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's nowhere even on the spectrum compared to a lot of these social media sites. But it's much I will simpler. say, yeah, I know. Because I know. of how great it is, I use right. it a lot. Yeah, same. Totally. And I, and I agree. But just, it can get so much worse. I think TikTok has just really perfect, well, yeah. I won't say perfected because I'm sure we'll see something better eventually. But, you know, you, you press the TikTok icon and you're in. Like you have pulled the lever and it is as easy as can be. And then the other thing that makes this addictive. So there's the ease at which you can get into it. And then the other part is the randomized reward aspect where you pull the lever on the slot machine. And if you just got 25 cents every time you pull the slot machine, it actually would not be that exciting. Be like, oh, I'm making money every time I win. But you'd be like, well, a quarter, 
is that really that much? It takes me 30 seconds to wait for the wheels to stop spinning. Like I'm actually only making like a little bit of money. It's not that like you would not be all that excited. It's the randomness, the unknown that makes that work so well, where I could win nothing or I could win a million dollars. And that those two things paired together, that's what makes it so addictive. So that's present again with TikTok. Simple action, tap on the icon, or once you're in it, you just swipe up, you're on to the next video, and you're presented with something completely random and novel, and it could be anything. And so every time, at any moment, you can pull that lever and be greeted with some random reward. That's the problem. Along with other kind of manifestations and aspects of it that I was talking about, but you can eliminate a lot of those things. You can make it to where you can't just keep pulling the lever on TikTok. You can make it to where it's difficult to open. Now, unfortunately, there's probably no way of making it more difficult to move from one, I don't know what they call it, TikTok video to the next, right? That's kind of up to them. But you can put friction there and you can prevent that from being so easy. But, well, not to shoot holes in your idea, but also, you know that a, a phone like that would always have a workaround. Like that you can't but, make but it. But here's the thing. Yours, your phone has a workaround too, which is you can go get your other phone. Or even even then, like say you throw away your phone, you can go to your computer and you can do this stuff too. Like there's always a workaround available to you. It's just a matter of how easy is the workaround and does the workaround stay? Again, I can get to distracting websites. If I, on my setup, if I want to go to Reddit... I can do that. I have to open a browser. I have to type in my password. I have to go into my router settings and disable a router rule, firewall rule, that prevents me from visiting Reddit. Then I also have to open the hosts file on my computer, enter an administrator password, and delete a block out of the host file, save that, and then go back to the browser, and then I can view Reddit. Right? So there's, there's a way for me to get there. It requires a bunch of steps, but I can do it. And I do it often enough, right? Again, sometimes I really do need to see something on Reddit. So I have to go through this process to get it. Other times I'm just really not feeling things and I really just want to waste time on Reddit. And so I'll do that too. And that happens. But here's the thing. This is the key. This is like the fundamental piece of this that makes it work. All of those things, once I've typed in the password, once I've deleted that line out of the host file, once I've disabled the firewall rule in my router, all of those revert back after some amount of time. So I can do that. I can be on Reddit doing whatever. But then if I try that again in an hour, I have to do it all again. It doesn't stay in that state of letting me do it. So it is somewhat equivalent to... If you were to install Discord on your phone, eventually it deletes itself and then you have to go through that process again. That to me is one of the most fundamental aspects to making this work is that it always reverts back to the good state. I agree with you. I think, I think we should make something like that. Let me ask you this. Do you think I should be using a light phone right now? Yeah, totally. If it works, okay. then I think you should. I, again, I'm somewhat skeptical that you're still going to be using it day in and day out a year from now. But I, 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 I would am love too. it if that were the case. I am also skeptical. But 
I thought that I would be feeling a lot of resistance. I thought that I would want to go back to the phone. Like, I thought this would be hard. But it's been... <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm this naive, you know, yeah, yeah. suffering from the novelty problem kid, although I kind of am, just being a week in. But I have found the benefits have far outweighed, like, anything else. I, yeah. I have not been tempted or, or wanted to, to carry the smartphone with me. I love what's happening. And I want it to stay that way. I think it's going to depend, like for you specifically, I think it's going to depend a lot on what the workarounds you have in place are. As you said, you have to keep up with work. You have to keep up with your email. You so what need I, to talk on Discord. Yeah. What, I th what I imagine will happen, or what might start to happen, is that I start using my computer a lot more. Um, because I have to use it in order to access any of those things. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I'll start downloading them onto my phone. Um, maybe I will, but I don't think... I, I mean, on the smartphone, even when I occasionally use it. I don't think I'll do that because I just... I can use them very easily on my computer. So right. I'm a little afraid of the computer usage going up. So far, it hasn't really. Um, but I also have that thing in place where it shuts off my computer. 1030. Um, right. And that has saved me a bunch of times because at night, if I'm right. you know, doing something, it just it shuts off. Um, so which that's is a nice. great, a great example of changing your environment and defaulting to the good state in that you're not relying on yourself to remember to shut the computer down at 1031 every day. You have a rule in place on the operating system that just does it. That that is how I feel that this light phone thing has worked is that we tried leaving our phones plugged in. We try deleting things. We try not using yeah. them as much. None of it works because it's all based on us being uh, technically everything is sort of based on what we choose to do, but it was always this test of willpower, which yeah. Um, if you look at my uh, sheet on me doing pull-ups every day, <laughs> willpower only lasts about three months. <laughs> <laughs> or, or yeah. I can only hold this ambitious, wonderful feeling for about three months, and then it all becomes a bit shattered, and it starts to drift apart. And so anything with the phone, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm really gung-ho about not using it. Well, after, usually it's after a week, but after three months max, I'm going to be back to where I was. But something like this, this is a big environment change, which I love because it's not based on me being strong. I can be weak and still carry the light phone. Like, yeah. So I have hope in that. Yeah, hundred hundred percent agree. To me, I couldn't agree with that anymore. In that, like you said, you can do something new for a while. You get the novelty phase, but unless you just become a different person, eventually your levels of willpower are going to be roughly the same as they were before you were doing this thing you want to do. So. The environmental but, change, that's something yeah. that, if it's done right, sticks around forever. But one of the reasons why I feel, like, good about this um, is because, to me, it's... I'm not becoming a different person. I have resisted and hated the fact that I have to use the smartphone all the time. I've hated that yeah. for years. It doesn't feel like me. I don't want to feel like that. I hate it. 
I hate yeah. the fact that I'm constantly checking things. I try yeah. to stop, but I can't stop. I'm just a victim to this thing. So to me, going to something like this feels like me. Other people don't feel like that. They are perfectly yeah. at home to sit for hours on their phone. I don't feel like that. So this to me feels like me becoming more me. So I hope that means something positive. But, but yeah. I, I just, I, I know that we could argue over what tech you should get or not get or argue about what should exist or not exist or I want some ideal piece of technology, but it doesn't exist right now. So what I have right now is a combination of a smartphone and this light phone. And yeah. I did not expect it to work this well. I, I did not think it would work this well. I thought it would be really hard. I'd probably be really excited about it for a little bit or whatever. But what I didn't expect, I didn't see coming was how easy and freeing it would feel. I didn't think it'd be easy at all. And so I just want, for anyone who is even like half considering something like this, something in a similar vein, just from my one week experience, I would say, please go do that because it's worth 300 bucks for me to feel like I'm living a better life. Um, I don't know. And I just, yeah. And, and I feel like I've been very negative this, this whole time. And that's good. That's on brand for me. But yeah, that's fine. I I am trying to pursue a solution. Like my, my biggest issue here with the light phone is that I just don't think it's a solution for everybody. Even if you just really wanted to make it work, I think even just for me, and I'm as as on board as it gets in terms of trying to solve this problem, I don't think it would work for me. So the solution that I'm working with is that is actually somewhat similar to you in that i have two phones and this one is my unrestricted phone that has a web browser and youtube and all of those things and then this one is my everyday carrying it around phone you'll notice that i have shattered the screens on both of these um because that's just eye roll but this is my my everyday phone and it doesn't have a browser it doesn't have youtube it doesn't have all of those things now the problem and i i really think if i could solve this problem then it would be pretty close but like i said i needed a browser at some point to do a thing that right i mean in retrospect and... maybe wasn't but it felt pretty important at the time right if yeah. i could get that to default back to being deleted if I if, and I'm going to look into more of this. I haven't really pursued this. Maybe with a rooted phone, there is some way of forcing an app to re or to uninstall itself on some schedule. But if I could get it to d revert back to no browser, I think I'd actually have a pretty decent solution where I can have the specific apps that I want. And then I could have this series of essentially like blacklisted apps where on some schedule they get removed. And so even if I need it or I'm just yeah. feeling not good, it goes back to being a clean phone. So I think there might be something there. Awesome. You see how your solution to the technology problem that you deal with is, is off the beaten path. Okay. 
you have two phones and a super special curated computer experience that you've yep. made. Yep. I have now two phones, a computer that shuts off at a specific time and things installed and installed on, on different things. Yep. We've gone off the beaten path of typical solutions and started coming up with different means of solving these problems. And not I have not seen many other people start to think outside of the box that is shaped like their phone. Like, yeah. I now have a smartphone that has a sh short list of things on it and this dumb phone. And the combination of the two, for some weird reason, is working really well, at least for a week so far. Yeah. And you've come up with these other solutions. I guess what I want other people to see is that... oh or just to start questioning these like everyday things that you do and know that there might be a a solution that is not typical to what normal people do that that might be available to you i guess it, it, because i did not consider this a thing a couple months ago i didn't know i mean yeah. i found it a while ago but i didn't consider it for me i thought there were a bunch of reasons for me not to get it and then i got it and i got everything that i wanted from it and more and so i i don't know i just wonder how many other people out there could be experiencing something like this whether it's a this phone or a, a dark phone or a, a razor or or a, just another smartphone that's curated differently like whatever the solution is i just i wonder how many people are not pursuing these things because i don't know because they're just not thinking about it there so the other day i was reading something i don't remember the details exactly so it's maybe worth fact checking me here but i was reading about how this was like i want to say like 200 years ago or something there was uh some like exhibit or something where they were showing off the fattest man in the world and there was this guy who was 300 pounds and you know, society was like, oh my God, look how fat this guy is. And what's amazing about that is that 300 pounds is like not very big, you know, in modern society. I mean, you don't have to go far to find somebody who weighs 300 pounds. And I'm not trying to make any statement about appearance or whatever here, but it's remarkable to compare the current environment compared to what it was just a short few hundred years ago and forget about fat because i think that's like a little bit of a like difficult issue to even talk about but just think about the incidence of type 2 diabetes you know the the rise in type 2 diabetes is so steep it's actually terrifying to just think about what the healthcare system is going to look like in a few decades because the it's just going up so fast and people take what is, in my opinion, this very silly perspective of ah, people just, they make bad choices, they're weak, they, they don't eat right. And it's like, yeah, but that's a stupid take because people aren't different than they were a couple hundred years ago. The environment has been shifting dramatically to a point where it is, it, it used to require no willpower to uh, maintain a healthy calorie intake. 
in fact, starvation was often the biggest thing you were facing in that it took every amount of effort to not starve to death. But now that's not the case for the vast majority of people where you are now required to exercise a tremendous amount of willpower to not overeat. And you can point fingers all over the place and it, it sort of doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's just food is very cheap. A lot of very palatable, very high calorie foods have been subsidized that are mass produced like uh, flour, sugar, whatever. It's just we're in a totally different world. And as somebody who frequently dabbles in weirdo diets and weirdo lifestyles, I can tell you how that the reaction you got with the phone is pretty similar to the reaction you'll get trying to eat even moderately different than most people. And, and I think people are better now than they maybe were 10 years ago or so, but even still, just I've, I've been on keto for seven or eight months. Most people, when I say that, they react like, whoa, that's a crazy diet. But it's not. It's really simple. It's just cutting down on one of the macronutrients. I mostly eat pretty normal stuff like salads and whatever. Like in the grand scheme, it's not that weird of a diet. There's entire cultures who have eaten that way. And I, I'm not at all saying that people need to do keto. I don't think there's anything magical about that. But just the diet is not that out there and people still react so strongly. But if you take, if you zoom out a little bit and look at the entire environment that we're in, the terrifying thing should be not being a weirdo because the numbers are very straightforward. There's no reasonable way to argue anything different other than People are on a really bad path. The, th the normal thing that everyone does when you just kind of eat the way that feels right, you just sort of, you know, whatever they've got at a restaurant, that's what you eat. You go to the grocery store, you buy the stuff that's there. You just sort of eat like it just feels like you should. The odds of you being unhealthy are incredibly high because the environment is bad. We it objectively, it is bad. It is not optimized for human health. It is optimized for other things that are not necessarily in your best interest. Although food is very cheap, even in today's somewhat inflated environment. Like food is cheap. That's been good for humanity. But there has been these massive side effects on making this very cheap food, along with all other kinds of things that we're optimizing for. Point being, just like you're saying, the default environment is a really bad one. It doesn't feel like it because it's the default environment. It's what everybody kind of experiences. Everybody has four hours of screen time on their phone. That's normal, but normal is not normal. And you kind of have to be a weirdo if you want to stay physically healthy. Some people, they, for whatever reason, seem to be able to operate in the environment without any special rules for themselves, and they do fine. I think there's those people exist for food. Those people exist for probably technology uses too. But it's a lot more rare than we tend to think. It's probably like 10%, maybe a little higher. But for all the rest of us, you've got to be a weirdo and do keto for electronics or time-restricted, I don't care what diet, whatever. you got to have a diet in order to not overeat or eat poorly. And I think you kind of need that too for 
dealing with the environment that we're in now. I was watching this documentary on the 1920s and they were talking about the the rise of automobiles. You know, Henry Ford was pumping out these or uh, cranking out these Model Ts. They were going everywhere. I mean, everyone was getting cars. Yeah. So all of a sudden, there's cars on all the roads driving very fast and there's a lot of them, tons of them. Previously, they didn't have road signs and traffic signs and and a, really a organization to traffic it wasn't a yeah. thing but but then out of nowhere people start getting hit i mean children are killed by automobile accidents i mean left and right people are dying like it's it's a huge deal they're dying left and right so what starts to happen is you know you have all this time go by where there was no issue then all of a sudden there's tons of issues everywhere so people slowly start to petition and there's these parades for traffic control you know you know give us some traffic control or organization or whatever and so yeah. there's this there begins to be this demand or this outcry for let's correct this mistake that we seem to have been making so you have this wonderful ingenuity of the car and then it's available to all the people and or, or the everyday person and it be, it's this wonderful thing but then you don't think about this at the beginning but there's all these side effects to it i mean really like children are dying people are dying left and right because there are automobiles everywhere is that henry ford's fault i don't really think so but whose fault is it you know right but but who cares about the fault it then becomes well what do you do about it and if you look at you know technology with the phone no matter what phone you're using i mean we we got the cars everybody's got the cars now and we're driving them everywhere and we didn't think about this but now we're running into issues and i think you know just the fact that this light phone exists or any of these you know dumb phones or whatever these alternate solutions exist shows that there are people finding big problems with this wonderful ingenuity and only then do you get some sort of structure back or you get some sort of pushback on all of that that progress or some sort of check like reality check on where you are and it happened with sugar and all the available foods everywhere like or it's has slowly been happening for a very long time of oh maybe we shouldn't eat so badly all the time or have this available to everyone or you know so to me technology is now in that stage where it needs to have a reality check, you know? Yeah. I don't know. And one, one more, I think, piece of soapbox here is that I think about um, cable television. And I, we're both of the era where we grew up where this was becoming a thing, but we're of a generation where we don't have it now. So I think about... Um, I won't name names, relatives who cable TV became a thing and they were at a stage in their life where that it was kind of like their internet. It was this thing that just sort of popped up and it was like, oh my gosh, there's 500 channels now. I can watch all kinds of things. I can watch whatever show I want. I can, I can DVR it and watch it later. And then TV started morphing where it became a lot less about these scripted shows and about things that were uh reality television was this huge thing 
and it was cheap it was very easy to watch it didn't require a lot of mental investment it was rewarding in this sort of weird gross sort of way and so tv morphed to where people went from just kind of watching a couple shows on broadcast television to the tv is just on all the time and that happened and for some people and it's very generational i think that's just that was it that was the trajectory of their life and they still watch cable tv 24 7 it's on while they sleep and on like people come over to the house and you have to talk over the loud tv of weird tv shows being on like that's an experience you get with some people <laughs> so it's it's a generational thing it happened and i i don't exactly know why obviously there's exceptions but for some people it's just kind of like oh yeah this is kind of my default state now now we grew up at a time where we like cable tv was becoming a thing but then we were the the younger generation and so you move out you get an apartment and you're like i don't think i'm going to pay for cable tv i'm going to jump onto this newer thing which is streaming services if i want to watch television i'll just do it there so you wind up in this totally different environment and so the cable tv thing is not really a problem for anybody that i know that's roughly my age but it is a problem for the older generation. And I think just at some point, there's a tendency to get a little bit stuck. And so what I'm saying here is that I think, this is my prediction, that people around our generation, plus or minus however many years, are going to get stuck in the social media thing. In the same way that some people are stuck on Facebook young people do not use facebook that has utterly died for the younger generation i mean the the fact like having a facebook would be a joke to somebody who is 16 right now but the older generation is still there and they aren't moving on they're just they're gonna be swimming in this cesspool for the rest of their lives the younger generation totally skipped it now they're into other stuff right but they're not into facebook so i think there is going to be a large or a, a big risk of us getting stuck in some of these things because it just sort of happened at the right time in your life you just build habits around it and then that's just it like your your life doesn't have to change very dramatically from here on out you're not moving out of your parents house and rethinking things so we could just wind up being the generation that is stuck obsessively using phones endlessly and i think the younger generation may be the ones who sort of look at that and I, I think there's already evidence of this although they obviously use phones a lot too but in different ways at least i think there's a there's a world where the younger generation is able to kind of avoid that in the same way that we don't have cable tv running 24 7 but we're going to be the ones on our phone all the time and the younger generation is going to be the ones that like take a little bit of a step back observe it and are able to be a little bit smarter about it so what i'm trying to say is that don't get stuck there's there's a i think there's a gravity here that's really going to pull us towards it where just like everybody at work that you experience when you talk about this light film everybody's going what the hell are you even talking about like they don't even really realize that they're on their phone for four hours a day in the same way that grandma doesn't realize that it's kind of weird to have 
cable television blasting full volume when there's people over hanging out or to have it on at night. It's kind of weird, but it's, it's not weird. It's normal. And it's normal for us to be on the phone all the time. So let's just, just try and have a little bit of a, a moment of presence and think about that. And or just be, be the one deciding. Do you yeah. really want TV on all the time? If the answer is yes, cool. You get to do that. But if the answer is no, and you really wish you were off doing something else, then you should be the one to be able to decide that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Despite ranting about phone usage every episode, we managed to justify an entire episode ranting about phone usage. Um, any closing thoughts? Any... I think my average screen time on my normal phone, even as an advanced user, was about two hours. I Now, I give myself a little credit because usually it was from leaving on some podcast on YouTube in the background while I worked. So I'll just throw that out there as an excuse. But sure. it was around two hours. I would say the screen time on this phone is about five to ten minutes. Right, because what are you going to do? But, yeah, you can't do anything. I know you kind of hated on the idea of it existing and that there should be a better solution. And I agree. I know. I know. I agree that there should be a better solution. I don't think it's this holy grail and I, whatever. But I think in my current situation of my life, I don't think I could do any better than this. And when, after, after this, this week has gone by, I just, I feel like me for the first time in a long time, mm -hmm. which sounds a bit maybe wishy-washy isn't the right word, but it it sounds naive, but it is true. And I I thought that I could never feel like this again. Now I feel <laughs> like this. And it could be that tomorrow I never feel like it again. But for the last week, I could not have, I could not be happier with the yeah. results that i've gotten again i don't care I mean, if anyone else gets it i'm not trying to sell it i'm just saying for me yeah. it has worked really 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 well i believe you i mean from all the little adventures we've been through on the phone stuff i never would have thought it but yeah i i believe you and i i am jealous I still genuinely don't think I could really make the light phone work, but it makes me more motivated to try and get serious about figuring out something that would work. That is as close to that as I could make it realistically. And I really do appreciate the point you were making about kind of using somewhat contrived or at least very rare scenarios as a justification for something like putting that as a counterbalance against something that affects you hours every day. Like if you're really weighing right. your happiness and mental freedom against, Hey, what about this one random thing that might happen? You know, that's, that's maybe not the most rational thing. So I think that's an excellent point. And I'm going to try to think that way a little bit harder uh you know like one example i keep thinking man what if i need a lift you know what if i'm stuck somewhere 
and I got to call a lift home. Um, like, even worst case, if it were, okay, well, I have to take the bus and it's going to take an extra hour, you know, that hour pales in comparison to how many hours I would waste every day doing yep. silly things on the phone. So even just in that basic comparison, it doesn't really make any sense. Also, I watched a video because I was worried about that. And I still am. I would not want to yeah. have to do this. But you can just call a number and phone order a lift. Like it's you can just do that. Yeah, so, I didn't even know that. Right. Yeah. Also, like in taxis still exist. I mean, yeah, you could figure it out or I could call somebody and say, hey, can you please order me a lift? This is where I'm at. This is the cross street. And that could work, too. I, that, yeah. <laughs> it's, some of these scenarios are not as realistic as they seem but even if they were if you compare it to the cost you know i think it's pretty huge there's something you were saying about like your your screen time of two hours i i was watching a dr k video uh the mm -hmm. healthy gamer guy and he was talking about implementing this sort of like intermittent fasting approach to tech where right he kind of we talked about this a little bit where he sort of has these hard cutoffs of you know at this hour this is when i can turn the computer on this is when i can do these technical thing or you know technology type stuff and i have this window and then it cuts off and then for the rest of the evening i don't and he's just describing how much time it felt like he had and how the people who have tried this along with them had the same where you think you, you always feel like you have no time but then you, when you check the screen time on your phone, and if you were able to look at also your computer and whatnot, you go, hmm, I think actually I do have time because I spend it doing this stuff. If you really eliminated all that stuff, you actually have a lot more time than you think. And so I have, I want to talk more about this soon because this has been interesting for me, but I've kind of been doing a little bit of that with this intermittent fasting approach, or at least I've, I've tried to consolidate these very strict chunks of time where I have this two hour block in the morning that I spend working on my own project. And that is as much as I am able, extremely focused, very regimented. It's at exactly the same time. I use the Pomodoro method. So it's these exact 25 minute intervals. I even have an alarm that goes off when it's supposed to start and when it's supposed to stop. So I kind of know if I'm still lined up. And then, so I do that, it's very strict. And then I do my exercise block, which is anywhere from an hour to two hours to kind of accommodate like taking a shower and stuff. But I have my exercise block, I have to be out the door at 10 and I have, that's all very regimented and planned out. And then at 12, I have another two hour work block and I spend that on like professional work. And so I, and I really try and protect that time where I'm very, very focused. And then when I'm done, I, I have sort of a block of time. You know, that's the deep focus windows. And then I have just time where I'm on the clock and I'm doing tasks, but you know, it's not, doesn't need to be that focused. And then I hit the end of the day and I'm done. And so really trying to think that way where I always get the deep work in, I get the exercise in, I have sort of this miscellaneous time to catch the lighter stuff that doesn't require so much focus. And then there's just a hard stop time where at five o'clock I'm done and that all that all gets shut down and that's it. And as long as I'm not wasting time on the phone, you know, I get to that point in the day where I feel like work is over because it is like I've done what I needed to do. And it's like, wow, I have 
seven hours until bedtime. What do I really want to do with this seven hours? And if it doesn't wind up getting filled with, okay, well, I was goofing around during the day, so I got to work a little bit longer, and then, oh, there's one more thing I got to do, and I need to check my email, and blah, blah, blah. Like if, if When that goes away, and you really do have this piece of time, and you cut out the distraction stuff, like, man, I'm bored. I don't know what to do here. And I've started playing guitar, and I've started doing other pretty cool things during that time, and it's been been pretty fun um, and now i know it's different for you because you work a lot and have to drive to and from work but even so you get two hours back where you aren't doing it and it it feels different well one weird aspect of this that i didn't know was a thing is that i feel like my days are singular days now where mm -hmm. my brain wakes up in the morning and then it's the same brain that goes to sleep at night, which isn't something I thought was or wasn't a thing. I didn't think it was a thing at all, but I've experienced this where it's, I, f I feel like me from the start to the end, and there's not all of these cuts in it. Like it, it's the same piece of footage. It's not split into a bunch of different parts. And it's, I don't know how else to describe it other than it's just like a singular train of thought from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. It's not that I'm just thinking about one thing, but it's that I'm not being derailed every five minutes. See, because if you look at your screen time and you're like, oh my God, I spend four hours a day on my phone. That's a lot. Yeah. But it's more than that. Yeah. It's way more than that, because before you check your phone, you think about checking your phone. And then when you're working on something else and you're trying to focus, you're thinking about checking your phone. And then once you check your phone and you put it back down, you're thinking about what you just saw when you checked your phone. So it's like twice as much as you think it is. It's, yep. it's crazy. Um, so without that, it's just been sort of this, I don't know, beginning to end. I, I don't know how else to describe it. I totally get what you mean but not because I feel like I'm the same person at the start and the end of the day. I feel like I'm a different person at the start and the end of the day. So that's a, a, a wonderful idea to me. I could, I would love that. It, it reminded me, it, it, it is so kind of weird and sad, but like today was a Saturday and I just had like the whole day to work on stuff. And without the phone distracting me, without checking things, whatever, I'm just, I'm totally disconnected from all of that. It, you know how, you know, the, the first day of winter comes back and you smell the air or whatever, and you're like, man, that brings back memories. That's what it was like today, even though it was hot as hell outside because it's Florida and it sucks. But right. with the feeling that I had was, oh my God, I haven't felt like this since like early high school or something like like, this yeah. is a feeling I haven't had since then. So, again, that sounds like a naive person, cliche, we'll see where talking you're stuff. Month, but, but, yeah. Yeah. I just, I think, you know, could be, I don't know, could be just all in my head. Or something's kind of happening. And if that's the case, then I'm pretty happy with my purchase, well, I guess. If, if nothing else, it's a glimpse of, glimpse of heaven, glimpse of paradise. Right, before it closes up or you realize it's just yeah. a painting or something. Yeah. Right. But we'll we'll see.
I'm, I'm very interested. And again, I'm going to work on trying to figure out some solutions for me that at least get closer to that. Get rid of your email if you haven't already. That was one that was surprising. Yeah. I didn't think... Because hmm. no one says they're addicted to email because no one thinks that they're addicted to email. But it yeah. is one of... It's another one of those things that you, you refresh and scroll and try to see. I have three yeah. different email accounts. And hmm. there's always some trash email coming in. Amazon package delivered or whatever. So okay. I'm constantly checking it. You know, it's just part of the list that I check when I open my phone. And that's just not something that occurred to me, or I didn't realize that until I deleted it. So, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Well, our closing thoughts lasted like 20 minutes. So, any more like actual closing thoughts? I bought a light phone and I like it. Mike thinks you shouldn't buy a light phone and instead buy a, a, I don't know, secret, instead invent perfect a new phone, phone that, that doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's the gist of the episode. Okay. Good enough. Well, maybe we can report back in a couple weeks just to check in and see, one, how the light phone is still being used. And then for me, maybe see if I make any progress on trying to design a better environment somehow for a phone, which, again, I I think I got something on the desktop. I'm really happy with that. So we'll see where yeah, I you... Yeah. Okay. See you okay. people next week. Okay, bye.